0: Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. I'm actually sitting very far to the right this time. To my <laughs> left is... James! To my farther left.
1: Comeback Ryan.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm usually in the middle of a Brad and James sandwich, but... Oh, that's Brad? I thought his
2: name was Comeback Ryan.
0: Yeah. man. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, no. My no. name's Brad. See, I told you, there were better jokes before. I know, and just gone. So this week, we saw the Lorax and Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Stay tuned for that a little later. Um, James will not take part in that because... He um, I have a job. He has a job. Otherwise and I
2: would totally go. Really?
0: I thought you didn't want to see that movie. No, 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 last week I even said like if you guys
2: were going I would go if I like I thought you were I I thought you were talking about going today. Oh. Um, but you know I'm just not excited. <laughs> so uh, I'm they'll, afraid there're going to be like 10 minutes I like here and then 10 minutes I hate and then 10 minutes I like,
0: you know. Uh yeah, that'll be a little later though at the end of yeah. the podcast. It'll just be me and Brad. It'll it'll be a two man rap, rap crew. Yo yo. Yo yo.
2: We're so
0: lame. We are, dude. Yeah. We could not be cool.
2: I don't even want to be at your stupid movie <laughs> party.
0: Anyways, we'll start things off like we do in our new segment, and that is Weekly Box Office.
2: What won last week?
0: Uh, Active Valor won with what? $24 million. Did anybody see that? No. Me neither. Um, it's already doubled its budget, so a win for the Navy SEALs.
1: Go SEALs. Yeah. Go SEALs. From what um, I it's cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll wait till it's streaming or something. Yeah. um tyler perry's good deeds came in second no way dude tyler perry always does huge business oh wow um journey to the mysterious island actually went up a spot to number three and it did 13 million what does that mean what movie dropped the safe house they flip-flopped oh okay
2: but that's safe house like third week or something uh like that. yes yeah uh, okay. no house is safe. no house is safe yeah. safe house no is, one four. is safe
0: and then the vow was number five the movie we saw was number nine With six million, and that was wonderless. I could see that. Yeah.
2: um, I mean, I did see that. But I mean, I can see that movie not doing well. It's a bummer.
3: It's it's
1: not the most um, accessible subject matter. And it's something of a DVD. And they didn't market it
0: very well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's also a movie that I think plenty of people could see on on DVD and be fine with. So it'll probably have some longevity as far as that's concerned.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be one of those movies, people, kind of a cult movie. Now um so that's it for the box office i will say this though this february was the highest grossing february of all time at, I would guess the, so. at the movies
2: it seemed like a better february it did i mean so far this year has seemed like a better first couple months than, it, uh, I, it, than usually you know
0: yeah it has um
2: partially because i've seen more movies than i usually do yeah but <laughs> even when i saw them
0: last year there wasn't a movie i like the adjustment bureau i think came out in january uh, yeah, um, I think so. But that was about the, early. the movie I liked early. Now this part used to be called Brad's DVD Roundup, but um, yeah,
2: no wait, Brad's DVD Roundup or just DVD Roundup?
0: It was Brad's. Do, oh. do you not listen to the podcast that we do? <laughs> Are don't. you at the podcast? <laughs> yeah. He just
2: he just sits in I his just... little box over there. <laughs> he sits in his box, and, and,
0: his 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 Pope bulletproof <laughs> box in his hat. Anybody remember that from the puzzles. early '90s? Anybody? Yeah, uh, when the Pope was. Yeah. that was back when the Pope used to go on road trips. Yeah, but you know he's protected by God; he shouldn't need bulletproof. Um, anyway, so now it's going to be Ryan's David Day roundup. <laughs> <Yeehaw>! <laughs> Anyways, we got to get Joe to do a better one. Yeah, this we do. Is horrible, Ugh. dude. That was pretty good. That wasn't bad. That wasn't that, bad, dude. That really hurts my feelings. You don't think that was good?
2: Uh, you no, know, it was great. It was great.
0: Let's move on. Um, the number one. Blu-ray DVD coming out next week is Game of Thrones. It's been the number one Ugh. selling Blu-ray on Amazon for like a month. Wait, uh, so that hasn't been available on DVD yet? No. Wow. I still have the first episode. That's, just, that's so wrapped people up in that show plastic that I have not opened or watched. You should yet. watch it because it's not good. I, I will watch it. You know, because you there's know a, what
2: really makes me sad is I know I'm going to watch every episode of the next season. See they they I'm won watch every they won. single one. Um the only reason I'll watch it Cause cause I watch is because one myself. chick
0: has really big boobs and I heard she's naked in it a lot.
2: Uh which one? The one who plays the <laughs> naked chick? I have no idea. I's, I think that's what that's
0: what like. I I've heard about it. I have I just heard boobs, dude. I'm going to watch it. There's boobs in it, yeah. And then Brad's favorite movie also comes out, The Immortals on 3D Blu-ray, dude, Blu-ray digital copy and purchased. DVD. Dude, yeah. it has three different endings or something. No, really? Yeah. Wow. Um and, of course, the uh, critical darling, Jack and Jill, is also out. <laughs> Two-disc Blu-ray, DVD, Ultraviolet, and also has a single-disc Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, man. Huh. The Town Collectors. Actually, I don't think it's called Collectors. I think it's the Town Ultimate Edition, um, if I remember correctly. Wait, of the Ben Affleck movie. Of the, the town ben Affleck. Oh, dude, there's two amazing Ben Affleck movies coming out this week. Um, that's on Blu-ray. Uh, DVD and Ultra so I'm guessing that's actually only on Blu-ray what's the other one Saving Christmas no it is Reindeer Games the director's cut oh wow which I remember seeing it um, but I don't remember anything about it except he has sex with Charlize Theron Um, I don't know that I've seen it it's always like blasted like people hate it Um, that was the time when he did Armageddon and he was being paid $20 million a movie paycheck and stuff yeah that's when people started hating him yep
2: I remember hating some of all fears that one wasn't good
0: but then he kinda of reinvented himself, you know, his uh oh, Gone yeah. Baby Gone is really good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've I've really liked him in the last few years. So he's kinda of taking a step back. I think he was so once he got rid of J Lo and started dating and marrying Sydney Bristow. Yeah, that, he's he's still ruined alias though, so Yeah. Um the skin I live in is on two disc Blu ray D V D combo, and that's the Anteno Banderas one. Oh yeah. Footloose is on Blu-ray DVD, digital copy. The new
2: movie or the old movie?
0: The old, uh, the new one. Okay. Monty Python and the Holy Grail makes its debut on Blu-ray. Dude, that I... Okay. Um, Transformers Prime is on Blu-ray DVD. What is that? I have no idea, Brad. What is Transformers Prime?
1: It's some new cartoon on the Transformers... Some new Transformers <coughs> cartoon show.
0: Is it a Japanese cartoon? I don't know. It probably <laughs> is. Um, like Crazy is on Blu-ray DVD. I actually kind of want to see. Um has a... Um, Anton Yelchin in it Yelchin yeah yeah um, Plan 9 from Outer Space is on Blu-ray whoa Little Shop of Horrors is on I Blu-ray I have some
2: Blu-rays to buy <laughs> I am not kidding here in a second I'm gonna
0: go order that nice
2: I, I have to I have to own that okay keep going
0: okay and that, that's it for the DVDs and Blu-rays um, a kind of of compared to last week yeah I think there's one is, it might be next week or the following week uh, The Muppets and something else come out I wanna get but we'll see
1: um, By the way, as always, I'd like to thank the Digital Bits for providing our DVD um, information for every week.
0: Yeah. Anyways, real news time.
3: It's real news.
2: So I, there's I just pre-ordered my copy of Plan 9 from Outer Space. And the whole time,
0: yeah, that, good job, buddy. Thank you. And then you can let me borrow it so I don't have to spend money on it. Have you never seen it? I have seen it. Okay, good. But I don't want to spend money on a Blu-ray for it. I do.
2: I absolutely
0: do. Um, so, real news. Um, what happened this week? I told, I'm just kidding. The Oscars happened. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, actually, I didn't think the show was too bad. Um, no. No, no.
2: I like, uh, Billy Crystal, I thought, was really good. Yeah. And the, the, especially the interstitials they did where they, like, interviewed people and talked about... You know, movies, what, what yeah. things people like about movies. That was all really good. Yeah, I absolutely. agree.
0: Um, I like, uh, you know, that back to Brad. Uh, uh You can. Uh, it, actually, I thought the funniest moment in it was when they're uh, introducing uh, best song and that huge uh, song oh. came up and it came back to Billy Christmas like meh. yeah and i mean there's parts like that um it was the kind of thing where you realize you you kind of remember
2: why billy crystal is so good at that yeah because he can do those little those little jokes that you know they don't have a lot to them but he pulls them off so well that they are actually really fun yeah i Um, agree it makes it feel more organic than the really stilted kind of comedy that you get
0: from a lot of other people and um, uh, when we go through who, who won and stuff, then I'll, I'll tell you what what I think Oscar needs to do to make it better. Um, so they, they started need, they off they need to with do a lot. the best supporting actress, which went to Octavia Spencer. Spencer for the help, which um, was,
2: as far as I'm concerned, maybe the the best, like most moving actual award of the night. Like, yeah, when she won, seeing how like that was the first standing ovation of the night, and I think the only one that was really. Earned like there were other standing ovations, but they they weren't always for somebody winning um, and somebody winning that yeah. everybody loved. Like that was one where I was like, this is this is really great. If every award on the Oscars was like this, mm-hmm. then I would love this show. Um,
0: and but- then. Uh- Best supporting actor was uh, Christopher
2: Plummer. Christopher, Christopher Pl- Plummer.
0: I want to see Beginners. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's a really good movie. Yeah, same here. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where they. I was reading an article on Movie Phone, and the guy was making an argument that he should have won for Star Trek 5.
3: Six,
0: six, 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 or whatever <laughs> one. Get it, it right. Uh, I'm sorry. It was yeah. kind of a funny article. He, well, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he, I don't. I saw Star Trek Six. It's the only one I've seen from the original. <laughs> I don't remember him in it, but that uh, he's
1: got
2: the eye patch. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: But that the guy on Movie Phone was arguing—that's when he should have won his Oscar—is pretty funny.
2: And he, uh, from winning that, he became the oldest living, or the o- yeah. the oldest person to ever win an Oscar. Like he won it at the oldest age. I think he was eighty-two or eighty-four. He's I don't remember. Eighty-four? Oh I, I believe he's, he's 82. eighty-two. Max von Sydow, I think, is eighty-four. So the award wow. would have gone to either of them had either of them won.
0: Um, then I, I don't remember. Uh, Best, best adapted screenplay was um Best Adapted Screenplay was the descendants. The Descendants with uh, uh, which Dean Gene Pelton. Was
2: pretty expected. Yeah, that means that Jim Rash
0: won yeah, an Oscar. It was kinda which cool, is cool to see him win it.
2: Yeah. Uh you know, out of the, the movies that were nominated for that, I could totally see that one. Um you know, I, I wanted Aaron Sorkin and Steve Zalian to win for Moneyball, but at the same point, like Aaron Sorkin has won Oscars before. Yeah. He doesn't and so has Steve Zalian, like I I can see them not giving it. To and them. best
0: original went to best original the went to Woody Allen. Woody Allen, that's right, Midnight in Paris. Which ugh, and James is, is not a fan of that one.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, like, why was Bridesmaids nominated for that? I just don't. Yeah, that that one felt like one where they threw Bridesmaids in there in a couple places, and it felt like they were just trying to be, um,
0: you know, pro, uh, populist. You know. I agree, and then um, the one that was the biggest shock of the night um, was Meryl Streep winning mm. for leading actress, uh, an actress in a leading role, and she was even surprised when they called her oh, name. Yeah. She couldn't believe it.
2: No, no, no. Which is that's because um, she shouldn't have gotten it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were not happy about it. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I, 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 it's hard to speak since I still haven't seen The Iron Lady, but. I just can't understand how Viola Davis didn't get that award, or Rooney Mara, or Michelle Williams, like, or Glenn Close for that matter. Yeah, like I, the other four people in there, I could see an argument for, but you know, Meryl Streep has been, two. yeah, she's she's won twice. She's been nominated a bunch. of I times. know a lot of people are pissed she off Viola Davis. She will her. absolutely get nominated again. This felt like them sort of. Giving her an Oscar because they thought like, well we'll give her the one this time and then we won't have to give her one again. Weinstein it didn't it didn't feel like Weinstein lobbying. Well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. It but it just didn't feel real to me. It felt like she was winning on on some weird yeah, catch. The, it was it didn't feel like she deserved it this time.
0: And sometimes too And I love Meryl Street, don't get me wrong. But uh, it just I made heard the mad. movie's garbage, so I think oh, yeah. it, I think it sucks that you know they give it to. Even though if you're good at a movie, if the movie sucks, then why do you get it? Yeah, you know what I mean. I,
2: I kind of agree with you there,
0: uh, because you know? even if you're really great in a movie, it doesn't mean I think especially they, for the leading roles, for the exactly. supporting roles.
2: If you're a supporting role in a in a kind of crummy movie. Um, like uh like you know, there are plenty of people who aren't big fans of um, young adult. Let's say the young adult wasn't a great movie, but Pat Oswald's role in that movie is really good i could You could give him an Oscar yeah, for I that agreed. role, but to give the main the main actress in that that movie an Oscar for a pretty crummy movie, eh, yeah, I have a hard time with that
0: um best director went to Michelle. How do you say his last name? Havanicius? I'm not even gonna I try.
1: Actually, I I I heard the real this week, and I totally it's forgot like it already. It's like
0: Havanicius, <laughs> something like that. Um, Hazanavicious. Hes- Hazanavicious. Yeah. Hazanavicious. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and then for the artist, obviously. yeah, the artist, and then the lead actor also went to the acting artist Jean Dujardin. Yep. Um, and his speech I actually really liked. I thought he had a kind of a funny speech. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And then the best picture was the artist. It was funny, uh, on Best Actor,
2: there was a moment where when they were going through them and they showed Gary Oldman, I had this moment of feeling like, man, they need to give Gary Oldman an Oscar, but just not for this movie. Like, I really want him to get one more What's shocking, it's
0: his first Oscar nomination. Yeah,
2: which is crazy. Yeah, I think that was the moment when they said that was his first Oscar nomination. I thought, how is that possible? He's so good. Um, He really is. And yeah, then... The artist got best actor, or or got best picture. Um, But when Natalie Portman was announcing the people, like uh, when she was announcing the best actors, Mm -hmm. they did like a little spiel about each one in their role. In her spiel, she spoils the end of that of the of the artist. She says a little thing about how uh, you know you make us care about your character, and then you make us stand up and clap when the thing happens at the, I don't, well, no, I'm going to have to go ahead and spoil it because, it's been out for a while. Yeah, I, I but I don't care. The Oscars are, are an association that are supposed to be about caring about movies and they don't need to spoil that at the, especially because the Oscars have taken on this mantle of trying to promote movies that haven't made enough money and haven't gotten enough awareness. So like that's, especially in the last few years, that's part of why the certain movies have won certain things is because they want people to go out and see them. Um, and so, to spoil that movie, and it, you know, it's not a huge spoiler, but it just, it just sucked. It was just so classless. I, I don't understand why they. What'd she do again? I don't. She well, she, okay. She says uh, that you made us all stand up and clap when you finally speak at the end of the movie, and I'm like, w- I'm not, you don't. I, I I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but I really feel like it was just shitty. Like, why did you need to say that? You you you. Someone wrote that line, like. She didn't just accidentally say that. So you knew you were doing it. It's just that made me mad. Um hmm. the uh the the other couple of things that just fucking pissed me off. Um <laughs> Hugo won how many tons, Oscars? Tons. A ridiculous number of Oscars. Probably at least
0: 5 at least.
2: Yeah, some five or six. Yeah. Uh including best visual effects. It won best visual effects over you know and to make this clear, it's not just that I hate Hugo, which I do, um, <laughs> but I didn't like Real Steel either. But I thought Real Steel deserved that Oscar, uh, or at least uh, Planet of the Apes, which I also didn't like. Yeah. You know, the, the, the animation in Hugo, like the CG in Hugo is not very good. Like the wide shots of Paris look
1: bad.
0: I agree. And uh, actually, what what the problem is, is though, is the Academy, I was reading um, online, and the reason a lot of people voted for Hugo for visual effects they thought the train sequence when the train was crashing was amazing, and I uh, thought it looked really bad. Yeah, it looks really cheap. Did we just see a different version of Hugo? <laughs> well,
1: we didn't see it in 3D, I know that, so maybe that's what they like. Is so
0: the, really the 3D blurs 3D. the screen enough that
2: then no, no, <laughs> nobody can notice that the CG's bad? I mean, it's bad. not even
0: just like the, uh, like the effects or the editing, which was nominated for editing, but like... Yeah. Uh, everybody loves that movie. I think it's 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't, and get I can it.
2: understand people like I can understand it getting a nomination for plenty of reasons, but winning a lot of the, uh, the, the, the things that it won for, I just, it was staggering to me. Yeah. Uh, I believe it won, didn't win best score too, which that score is not particularly good, especially when you put it up against the other, uh, well, some of the great scores that weren't nominated this year. Um, uh, the other thing that pissed me off was Cirque du Soleil being there. And this sounds weird, but, <laughs> you know, they chose not to have any musical numbers in the mm-hmm. show, which means they chose not to have Jason Segel and that guy from the Big Bang Theory up there with Muppets singing that song from the Muppets, which would have been great. Like, mm-hmm. how much fun would it be to see the Muppets on there, uh, up there on stage singing? That would have been great. But instead, they did this, like, long 10-minute Cirque du Soleil thing that was like, this is what it's like to see movies. And it was just you know yeah okay it's Cirque du Soleil it's it's cool I guess but I can find that somewhere else like this doesn't actually have anything to do with movies some gay Frenchman's nightmare
1: <laughs> guy from the Big Bang Theory
2: isn't that where that guy's from?
1: Britt McKenzie is from Flight of the Concords.
2: No so no 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 no, no it's not him the the
0: guy who voices the the other character in that movie. I think he voices him I think it's just his like likeness actually. Oh really yeah. Oh, I thought he was the guy. who was, Either way, either way in it, in that
2: in that sequence, the Man of Muppets sing yeah. when you see the the oh, human version yeah. of Walter. The human version of Walter is that actor who I believe is in the big 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 Bang series. Yes. right? Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, actually, I th- I thought that that was. I just assumed in the movie that it was I th- I think because it was just, he voiced him. But, maybe. Uh, either way, um, it would have been cool to see them all up on stage doing that yeah. song, and that would have been way more fun than. I mean, it would it would mean we'd had to see whatever that song from Rio was, but still. I
0: know. How did the fuck get sense. nominated?
2: I don't know. That's weird. My brother read an article somewhere that the guy basically argued, like, the thing that's really weird about that is that they only nominated two songs and that neither of them were necessarily the best song in their movie. Oh, the, like yeah. Even people who like Rio, I didn't see it, but whatever. Um, even people who really like that movie don't think that that's the best song in the movie, whatever that song is. Yeah. so
0: I think a happy song is the best song in the Muppets.
2: Yeah. I could see that. Um it, it certainly you go ahead and anyways, throw another nomination. Yeah, right?
0: um, I, I how I think the Oscars can be better is that they put movies in there people actually want to care would win. Like yeah. that The Dark Knight didn't win, that Saving Private Ryan didn't win. That's why people don't watch the Oscars, yeah. because sometimes when you watch them, it seems like the people in the Academy think they're better than you, and that they know more than you. They're not
1: your awards, though. They're their awards. Yeah, We're I just, know. We just, yeah. Get, we just get the privilege of sitting in and... Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I, get, the, I yeah. get that
0: part, but if they want to make more money and stuff, they need to start understanding that people don't care about the english patient they should let the people who, who they should only let people who
2: vote uh be people who have a slightly better taste in movies um <laughs> uh and just to correct a mistake that i made it wasn't the it wasn't hugo that won best best score it was the artist which is deserved never mind um uh yeah, well, especially because when they went to ten nominations, mm-hmm. kind of the idea behind that when they did it was they they wanted to have like the five movies that they were gonna nominate anyway, mm-hmm. and then five more mainstream movies that people liked so that people would watch to root for those movies that were inevitably going to lose. And then they would, you know they would have the King's yeah. Speech or something like that went which the that the King's speech was actually pretty mainstream by that point, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. they would still pick the movie that they thought was best but have these other movies in there so they could talk about them so that they could at least in some respect uh you know, pay tribute to these these other great movies, you know? I um, agree. And that's what they used to do with the with the technical awards too. Like with the uh like the sound editing especially, they used yeah. to give that to like Spider Man won it. Yeah, the Bourne movies would win it a lot. Exactly. This year, Super Eight should have won that. Like that's where they would nominate movies that um, we're we're usually more genre or more action movies, and give those movies Oscars or at least Oscar nominations, uh, so that people would watch them. But this year it was Hugo again.
0: Like, yeah, to I don't me it's like the, the college football playoff system. Everybody wants college football to be in uh, to have a playoff, except the people that are in charge, and because they, they make so much money off of not doing it. And to me, the Oscars are the same way, where they tell you that this movie is better than, even though. You know, The Dark Knight grossed over five hundred million dollars, where the general public says it's the best movie of the year. Yeah, yeah. but they don't believe that. They believe what the fuck beat well, it that year. Well, your gross doesn't. Well,
2: matter. and and that year, that year, I believe was uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which yeah. you know that that was a tough year. Um, yeah, but you know was what I mean, great though, though, I mean, it's no, just, no, I, we, I know what you're saying. It's, it, um, but yeah, yeah, they they need to at least have. I think the the Oscars that are sort of the junk Oscars that this year honestly every time Hugo won it felt to me like oh well we're giving this to Hugo because we don't want to give best picture to Hugo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is such a
2: political bullshit reason yeah. for giving out awards. Um because if you look at the things that it won against, it doesn't make sense that that movie that that movie isn't you know more of that, it's not special in that way. I just I don't, I, and I feel like you should give it one Oscar or two Oscars in places where it actually exceeds, and then just not give it any more Oscars. I don't like seeing one movie get six Oscars. That's not cool. It doesn't make for an exciting award show. Um, I would rather see more movies get some attention. Uh, But anyway, I did, though, there are a couple things I liked. Uh, which are Rango won for Best for did, best Animated yeah. Picture. Your favorite which was great. animation movie. That made me happy because I was afraid they were going to give it to some, you know, foreign animation film like Chico and Rita. You uh, have seen it? You don't know. maybe No, okay. I have no idea, but I thought <laughs> Rango was special, and I thought more people need to see it.
1: It's actually coming out. You can watch it at the uh, one of the indie theaters pretty soon here.
2: Oh, yeah. I probably won't go. <laughs> um, and then uh, Best Animated Short also went to an a animated short that I had seen and very much enjoyed. Um. Is so it that the was flying cool. Books one? Yeah, yeah, flying yeah. books. That one's
0: I really, like cool. which was really great. Yeah, yeah.
1: I commented yeah. on it for them.
2: Yeah. On
0: VBO. So we'll go into some different news now. Um, <laughs> exciting God. news for me, except the price. I don't know if you guys saw the 31 disc Harry Potter Blu-ray set. Uh, but man, it's amazing. I want to Retail like Harry Potter. Five hundred dollars. I want to nice. like Harry Potter so that I can covet that DVD. But it's like, like a, it's it like so a, beautiful. It's like a chest, and you open it up, and it has all the. uh the houses like the Gryffindor, the Hufflepuff, and they all have DVDs or Blu-rays stuffed in them, and it folds out. It's beautiful. When when it's
2: closed, it kind of looks like the original Buffy DVD box, you know. And then it open up, it opens up sideways and turns into like a like a um, like a set of drawers, sort of uh, like an arm. I've seen it. Yeah, at me like I haven't. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to describe. I was ho- I think I'm looking at you, hoping that you'll come up with a better term for what it is.
0: Sorry, Stuart is eating your head. Stuart, get out of the sound
2: booth. That's weird. <laughs>
0: there we go. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And yeah. also uh other D V D uh Blue Blu ray news is uh the Indiana Jones series will be available <laughs> <laughs> on uh Blu ray sometime this fall along yeah. with Jaws, so you know And it'll, good be, time all, to be, it'll be all fan. four. Yeah. So I'll, I'll buy that movie again. Um, Unaltered is definitely good news. Yes. Um, Man. One of the uh, news bits that kind of caught my eye is uh, Jason Siegel is too busy to do the Muppets too. Yeah. So that's kind of sad, but maybe he'll serve as some sort of writer, help him, and
2: oh yeah, as long as they see. get somebody else good to be on there, that's fine. Um, but it means you know they're definitely moving forward with the Muppets too. Yep. As long as they take their time and don't Muppets in Space this thing. Get <laughs> for the Muppets. We'll
1: yeah. Get for the Muppets.
2: Did you guys see that uh, trailer for Pirata Three Double D? I didn't. I meant to watch it. <laughs> It's really good. It is. That's all I have to say.
0: Uh, the Avengers trailer is really good. The new one. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh it's man, it's pretty badass. Get you psyched for it. There's some great Joss Whedon lines in there.
0: There we, is. We walked out of the movie we saw tonight quoting. Um, um, well, let me um, ask you: Is there a lot of boobs in Piranha Three Double, <laughs> double D?
2: Yes, yes. They yes. they do not shy away from the fact that they're called the movie Piranha Three Double D. You know what's awesome um, about
0: my wife? She doesn't care. I say stuff like that, <laughs> and she likes movies too, and Piranha, so. Uh yeah. And Christopher Lloyd's in it again.
2: Okay, yeah. Yes. I think maybe the the most interesting thing about the trailer is that they have um they they've basically rewritten not rewritten the end, but they're ignoring the last scene of the movie where mm-hmm. you find out there are bigger piranhas. Like they're just, you know, uh starting over it's another summer, it's new people, they meet Christopher Lloyd again in a different way. Um actually this time there are smaller piranhas. They can like get so it's like pipes. Evil Dead too,
0: sure. Where you know the oh, first yeah, half where of the movie happens, the and then yeah. they don't have the endings different, and then
2: yeah, sure. It's basically just an, a, an excuse for them to go back to having regular sized piranha because like giant piranha isn't that special because then it's just like sharks, you mm-hmm. know. Whereas having little piranha that can get in different places is is interesting. And there's nice. lots of them. Um, what else you got for us, James?
0: Uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters three died. Yeah, not my what
2: didn't think it was going to be made anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, Bill Murray's um, like, uh, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah, Bill Murray for, like sincerely dropped out, and then Dan Aykroyd threw his hands up, and so that might be dead for good now. Um, but we'll see.
0: It it kind of seems like the only reason that movie is going to get made is if Bill Murray said that he would do it. Yeah, you know, for sure.
2: Anyway, that was the last of my news.
0: Oh, Stuart. I, he's
2: I, messing I, up all the chords in the sound booth. I
1: heard Bill Murray's got a valid reason for not doing it. Yeah, what sh- is it? The script is shitty. Oh, no, like <laughs> yeah. How many movies that you love that they try to adapt or uh, remake? You know, people get psyched for and then turn out to be horrible. So like he does, he doesn't just doesn't want to be associated with that. Like he does, Ghostbusters two people don't seem to like too much. So he's like, why do I want to put myself through that again? Yeah. So I can I can see that you know I I, just, I think they should just go ahead and do the next generation of Ghostbusters at this point. Like if which people they, they, really they, want a movie about the Ghostbusters, you know, just move on.
0: I, I'm sure that's probably yeah. what they're going to end up doing anyways. And then Dan Aykroyd isn't doing anything They say, oh, here how have Dan Aykroyd give him like the, you know, the Echo blasters or something. Passing of the torch scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, we, there's which is fine Funny comedians like they were back in the day that could take on uh, the mantle. Absolutely. Yeah. There's I agree. Similar. I can see that. Chances are it'll have the same story arc as the uh, first movie. So. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, Like they always do. So, anyway.
0: Anyways. So, yeah, that's it for real news. Um,
1: Actually, i got one more bit of news. Oh,
0: Brad has some news. What? Well, Bring some to the table, Str- Brad.
2: Wait, Hold on. We got to yell at the dog. Yeah. All he right.
1: Really, he really wants to be in the show today. <laughs> so much that he's going to destroy the show. <laughs> he's like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I can either be in the show or I will destroy the show. <laughs> Is that what you have to talk about this week? No, I oh, okay. I'd like to announce that uh on June 15th through the 17th, right. Real Nerds will be invading the Colorado Convention Center to attend the Denver Comic-Con.
0: Yes, yeah, so stop by our booth. We will have mics set say up hi. and we
1: will PR- periodically be re- recording. Uh Wait,
0: we're going to have a booth? Yes. Yeah. You didn't tell me this. I thought we were just going
2: to go hang out. No. No,
1: we're going to Dude, pr- promote the brand. We can't sell anything, but Well, yeah. We'll uh, we'll be wearing our T-shirts and we'll have our mics set up, so we'll occasionally be recording uh, little snippets for sh- our episode and cool. Uh, we're gonna try and come up with some activities to get the fans interested in what we're doing. Like Twister. I'm hoping we can f- build apples a, to apples a, a fake recording studio. So can we give out oh. free stuff? Throw the cat. We can give out. Can we free play stuff. Throw the cat? So we got to come up with like our cards. We'll give our business cards. We can't throw cats. No.
2: What if it's a fake cat?
1: Uh, that would just be weird, but I guess we can get away with that. What if it's a dead step? So cat? Uh, where's the so half dead cat? That would violate health laws, so we can't do that. So what Brad is saying, <laughs> stay
0: tuned, listeners, because we're going to f- figure out some cool things for you to do. So you can not only come to Comic Con in Denver and uh, <laughs> and you can say hi to us, and we'll have some fun things to do. Yeah. If you have, if you have
2: any good ideas, please let us know. Please do. Yeah, you can Twitter us. Just about anything. You can tweet though. us. I know we're a
0: World peace. primarily a
1: movie podcast, but you know we're also nerds, so we're gonna. D- dive into the comic culture and figure out some kind of you know. Obviously, there's comics based on movies, so we'll we'll blend and we'll just nerd it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. we're we're nerds, dude. We're the nerd nerdist. No, we're not. No. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, I mean, no, 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 no. no you no. can't say that. Oh, you that's right. That. Fuck, yeah. Chris Hardwick, you dick. Oh, what, what just kidding. Just kidding. His show's funny. He's funny. He is When's funny. he
2: coming to town? Let's go see him. He is
0: coming to town tomorrow. He's in Boulder. Are you kidding me? I am not. He's uh, doing his podcast live tomorrow.
2: Oh, that's right. No, I knew that. For months, I've been like checking his uh, schedule to see when he just says stand-up was coming, and he still hasn't come. Yeah, it's not stand-up. That's He's what she said. He's doing his podcast live at the Boulder
0: Theater. Yeah.
2: I don't want to drive to Boulder. I, I wouldn't go to Boulder for him.
0: You don't have I to. I would do a lot of things, but not that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go to Boulder. Boulder is...
2: No, I won't do that.
0: Okay. Anyways, so what we've been watching, I continued my Robert Downey Jr. Love Fest. Um, and I got three movies this week. I, I've been doing that lately. I got Heart and Souls. Um, and that movie's actually really cute. It's uh he plays this guy who is born at the exact instant four people die in a bus crash. Whoa. And these peop these spirits are attached to him when he's a kid. And they so he doesn't know why as he has imaginary friends and uh until they think that he's crazy and so he like blocks him out of his mind or actually they go away but then they find out that hit their purpose is they left unfinished business in their life and so they have to get Robert Downey Jr who plays this guy i forget his name Steve um, Steve and he uh, uh he has to finish out their thing so what they do is they inhabit his body and he acts like them and it's he's pretty amazing in it cool. and it's one of those corny romantic comedies that's like really good you know what i mean um, does he
2: eventually fall in love with meg ren
0: no uh elizabeth Shue.
2: ah even better
0: he's actually already with her but he's a jerk. He because he's like a really nice kid but when all these ghosts leave him th- he turns into this uh banking liquidator bank- bankruptcy guy lawyer i don't know
2: he's just a corporate stooge yeah he's just a jerk until
0: he learns the errors of his ways through the ghosts, Charles Groden, Kyrus Edwick, some Wait, black chick Charles, and Tom Sizemore.
2: Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Josh Grobin. <laughs> no. Charles Groden,
0: yeah. right. Um yeah. but no, like it's like cheesy, but it's really good. Yeah. And I mean he's really good in it when he um acts like Tom Sizemore is dead on impersonation and what uh, year is it from? Uh ninety three, I believe. Oh. Um, so you should check that one out. It's like a kind of a goofy romantic comedy that's really fun. I also saw um, Air America with mm-hmm. Mel Gibson, and I didn't know Air America was a real thing. Yeah, um, in Laos, Vietnam, they would um, drop supplies to the people that are in Laos are being um, attacked by the North Viet Cong or something like that. And Robert Downey Jr. is a hotshot helicopter pilot for San Diego and he gets his license revoked by the FAA but he gets a job with the government dropping off uh flour but it turns out that there's uh they're also smuggling opium and there's parts of it that are really funny but it also has like that late 80s early 90s uh kind of action buddy comedy thing yeah. in it where it doesn't always work but i mean the movie's okay i remember liking it yeah, I mean... It's been a while. It's, I mean, it's not like a great movie, but it's not terrible. Right. And Mel Gibson's actually pretty funny in it. I remember when Mel Gibson yeah, used to be good. Yeah, that was back
2: in the, the, the heydays.
0: Yeah, when he wasn't... Oh, man. Weird. Sometimes I have dreams that were still there. I know. Riggs. And then I wake up. And then the uh, last one I saw was A Scanner Darkly, um, which I actually really enjoyed. I, not, not only, uh, I thought Robert Downey Jr. was really good in it, mm-hmm. um, but the whole concept of the movie i thought was kind of interesting in fact i watched it and then i rewatched it with a commentary because i was really interested in how they made the movie and um richard linklater. linklater thank you was a director and he shot the whole movie and then gave it to the animators and they went back and animated it i mean the movie looks so good sometimes you forgot you're watching an animated
2: movie
0: mm-hmm. um what's the name of the movie that that they did before that
2: one in that waking style life. waking life yeah uh, that's where they sort of worked that out, and uh, it kind of looks like ro- like the old style rotoscoping. Yeah, kind of but thing. what
0: was crazy yeah. is how great the performances were, and I'm not just—I mean, Robert Downey Jr. I think was the best one in it, but even yeah. um, uh, Woody Harrelson was really good in it, and Wanuna Ryder was good in it. Yeah, um, and, and Keanu Keanu's Ke- not bad. <laughs> he says "woe" in it twice. He does. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, uh, to me though, with Keanu, it doesn't seem like a stretch for his character. Um, no. Yeah, I know what you're saying, uh, but you know the, the concept was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the beginning, you're like, "What the fuck am I watching? I have no idea what's going on." There's obviously something to do with drugs, and
2: um, this is based on a Philip K. Dick. Yeah, short story. but then
0: when you find out what's actually going on, um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I actually guess Winona Ryder was his boss really early on, but uh, I thought it was interesting that he became a. They purposely got him addicted to take down this uh, rehab that was actually. Uh, pushing drugs, yeah, which I thought was really fascinating. and just kind of ends with mm-hmm. him you picking just, flowers. You just
2: sort of have that realization. And you're like, "Oh man, yeah, drugs are bad." Okay,
0: but then you kind of find out that uh, you know Robert Downey Jr.'s character is actually the bad guy in it, and uh, he's trying to set up um, Keanu Reeves' character. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, and it was different. And I mean, I like I said, I liked it so much. I watched it twice to figure out how they did the movie because it was fascinating. And I liked it, too, because they didn't make it like a stoner movie, right. even though it had a lot to do with drugs. But that wasn't what it was. It was about the paranoia and, um, you know, who the real bad people are. Yeah. Kind of like a lot of Philip Dick's stories. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I liked it. And it looks amazing on Blu-ray. Yeah. Amazing. Cool, I bet it would. So, yeah. Um, I recommend all of them. And uh, I haven't ordered them this week, but I'll probably get fur. I thought I got it last week, but I forgot and some other movies of his, I don't even know yet. Uh,
2: I can't wait to hear what you say about her
0: <laughs> and uh I we didn't talk about The Walking Dead last week, but this episode of The Walking Dead was amazing, yeah, it was oh uh, man, it's finally one where you're like finally uh those two uh Shane and Rick went at it, and uh yeah
2: and it, and it feels like one that's gotten a little bit back to um to sort of being a artsy statement kind of show again. There are moments in that show where it just. It gets to breathe and be sort of a AMC drama yeah. in a way that I I don't think it's been able to be in a while. But
0: what it, what they did so brilliantly, I thought, was a intercuted, uh, un- they spliced in the zombie with the stuff right. back at the farm with really focused character moments. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
2: it's a it's a heavy episode. And is, is that the jail? Uh, you know, I do you it, think that's going to be the jail? That was
0: I, I was thinking too. I mean,
2: it's a small jail if it is. Yeah. But still, I well, I guess this is. Since Brad hasn't read it, eventually at, there's a point in which in the book that they move into a jail, um, a prison, a prison. Like it looks, it's kind of like that. Only it's supposed to be a big maximum security prison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a water treatment. Well, plan, yeah, it's I a think. water treatment. Plan. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But
0: I, I, one of the moments that got me kind of like holy shit is when uh, Shane picked up that wrench and threw it at him. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Where Rick is trying to make a point is like, knock it off. Shane is actually wanting to kill Rick, right. which um, it's
2: fascinating. It's fascinating. I've said, I've, I've said this before, but they are doing a better a better job with that relationship than the book does. Oh yeah, because partially because they give it more time. But yeah, yeah, they. Oh man, but you really know where much it's so heading good.
0: because you can see it just building and building. Oh yeah, and at this point, I mean, people who've read the comic know where it's going, but people who haven't, well, I'm, I'm sure will be shocked what at, happens. At this
2: point, I think everybody knows, like. What's gonna happen? It's again. It's just how. I haven't read it. I'm into it. Like it's. Yeah. It's
1: each week. It's getting better and better. And I, yeah. I was I was really excited when I thought uh, Rick was giving Shane a taste of his own medicine and just totally leaving him behind. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Oh man. And of course, Rick saw the badge. He's like, no, I'm a cop. Yeah. I got to you know. Yeah. Save him. But that's
0: the that's the difference between Rick and Shane. Is yeah. Rick will always come back because he's the good guy. Did
1: you guys get the symbolism of the zombie yeah. walking in the field and Shane, yeah
0: Shane's alone.
1: Or he, well, he's. That's what I got from it. I feel like he's like driving down the road, watching that. Like that is what you're becoming without getting bitten.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the show is. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. yeah. That's a lot of what that 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 show wants to be.
1: I think on the Talking Dead, uh, Chris Hardwick asked one of the panel people that no one. S- seemed no to one have an answer. No one so. straight
0: outside it. Yeah. And and we found out that uh, that one girl wasn't bit or scratched. I kind of yeah. knew that. Yeah, but it seems yeah. like some, like, almost like some time passed. Because didn't you just, like, yeah. all of a sudden be awake in the episode? Well,
1: well and because... The remember- episode starts starts a week later.
2: Yeah, because last, yeah. week, last week they had only captured that oh, guy. Oh, that's right. That's this right. week they have decided what to do, and they've taken him out in there. So, yeah, some time has already passed. That's right. Um, and I also... Uh, that scene where the two of them are, were... The scene when like he's got the zombie on top of him, and then the other one is trying to get him, and then there's more zombies oh, yeah, everywhere. I awesome. thought I thought Michonne was going to show up. Really? Right then? Yeah. Oh wow. Because um, they've said that she's supposed to be in this season. Um, I don't know for sure if that's still true, but yeah. last season, after last season, they said she was supposed to be in season two. So, um, well,
0: I guess it makes sense because she shows up just before they go to the prison, or she, she shows up at the prison. No, she shows up at the prison. That's but right. Still. Um, so we'll
2: see yeah when that was happening i was like oh shit they need a ninja
0: <laughs> whoa that was racist no 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 what michonne's black for people who aren't don't know that and he said ninja i didn't say it wait ninjas are japanese <laughs> okay never mind i'm the racist <laughs> one because i'm the only one who knows that <laughs> terminology for uh sort of and even know. my wife loves the show that's our sunday show we watch together Nice. that's so sweet you told me to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh well, well, you know, there Brad, studies, Brad doesn't know. There
2: are, there are studies that say that people who have things spoiled for them actually enjoy things more than people who don't. Uh, false. Just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laura Laura's not actually being recorded right now. But anyway. Yeah. Um You'll you'll pick her up, she's loud enough. No. She's no. really the these these mics are very directional. Yeah. But anyway. Um.
0: Anyways, so that's everything you saw. Yeah, so comic book man, we talked about it. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. You should watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, sure. I'm really sad that there's only six episodes. That's the show I'm into right now. And yeah, there's only yeah. three to go, and I don't think they're coming out for six second season. So that's
2: sad. Well, I'll go next. Okay. You I have. not Yeah, I've been going last a lot. So plus, I just remember something that I watched this week that I forgot. Um, there are a couple of different things. The first thing is not something I watched. I mean, I kind of watched it a little bit, but I didn't really. It's something I'd seen before. Uh, I watched some of Jackie Brown this week, but I bring that up because I had my parents watch Jackie Brown this week, Mm. uh, which I convinced my mom to watch a a Quentin Tarantino movie and she liked it. Wow. I know. I guess Uh, she likes boring movies. What? Are you kidding me? You are you I'm going to punch you in the face. If I if you weren't in that sound booth.
1: Here's me halfway through Jackie Brown. Should I keep going or Are you
2: kidding me? <laughs> Jackie Brown is great. I mean, it's one of the best it's maybe the best Elmore Leonard book movie. Um
1: I'm sure it's a great book. I don't know if it's a great
2: movie. Ah, oh, you're insane. That movie is amazing. Um and that is a a really great con movie with uh One of the most badass lines ever delivered by a woman.
0: Fight, fight, fight. When,
2: when, when Samuel Jackson is there. One of my favorite Samuel Jackson characters too. When Samuel Jackson is is in her uh, house and the lights go out, and you don't really know what's going on. And she says, "Hey, who turned off the motherfucking lights?" No. Then he. Then she says, "Get your hands from around my neck." That is the most badass line anyone has ever delivered. It is so good. Um, that that movie is great, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Unlike,
0: unlike Brad, who doesn't <laughs> like movies,
2: I've watched it. You
0: can pick up the <laughs> director-approved Blu-ray now.
2: Yeah, yeah, for like eight bucks on Amazon. Yeah. That's how I got it. It's a
1: good movie. It's just not not great for me. I, I'm no. sorry. Yeah, I it's got one it's, of my. It, there are some good parts in it, but it's just like not what you know. When that, there's Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and Various Bastards, bad. I'm just more interested.
2: I feel I think it feels like one of yeah. the, maybe the most mature Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, because it's the one where he has to restrain yeah. his style as, uh, as much as possible to really let the characters in that movie grow. I mean, I can't think of another mo- one of his movies that has an ending as um, like strong and divisive as that one is. Um because all of his other movies sort of end on this real high note mm. and that one just sort of breathes uh but whoa, ho ho Sorry I went to text kiss my wife I and go. I ate shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bad statement. Anyway, um I also wa- I watched all <laughs> of the bad. first se- season of uh Life's Too Short which is the Ricky Gervais show with Warwick with Davis. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Um, I
1: thought it was still coming out. <laughs> like, I, it's no, I, I think it's, it's
2: all aired on BBC. I think it starts airing on BBC America this week. Um, uh, but I just downloaded it all because I was bored. Um, and it's, mean, it's pretty silly. good. Uh, what? Stealing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I did. Um, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's If you yeah, like... Your
1: argument is valid because it's going to be available on HBO, so you didn't have to steal it.
2: Except I don't have HBO.
1: But you can get HBO.
2: You're right. But I didn't make an argument. I wanted to watch it then. Uh, and well, I had, anyway. So now
1: we're revising our stealing argument. No,
2: no, 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 no. Because I've really, if it's I really like
1: available right now.
2: <laughs> no, that's the argument I had before. Anyway, this is this is anyway. Um, it's pretty good if you like extras. It's pretty much the show extras only. Uh, instead of being an extra, the main character is a an acting midget um little person uh well yeah rude uh and then and then instead of having scenes where he goes and talks to his agent and has an awkward scene he is an agent for other midgets and then there's an awkward scene there too um but it really is the same show it's the same kind of comedy um, it's almost a little annoying how similar it is, but Warwick Davis is fantastic. Uh, he plays like a like a douchey version of himself. Like he's supposed to be Warwick Davis, but he's really self inflated and going through this horrible divorce and like is as just kind of a jerk all the time. Um, sort of the way that Ricky Gervais is in extras, uh, or is he like um, Jeremy Piven's character but
1: short in for Rage? <laughs> oh uh
0: sort of i never seen an uh, episode of entourage but a bit more
2: jokey I saw one. It was right. <laughs> yeah I, I saw the whole first season it's not i don't i didn't care much um anyway uh but it's pretty good so if you if you like read your race comedy you should check it out uh and then the first episode of awake came out this week or aired this week on nbc Which is, it's the new show by uh, Kyle Keller, Kyle Killer, I should say, Killen, Kyle Killen is his name, Uh, who he produced a show or created a show a few years ago called Lone Star, which got canceled after two episodes, even though everyone who watched that show just loved it.
0: But Uh, not enough watched it to love it.
2: Well, the problem is is like critically it was people loved it. Yeah, but Fox didn't promote it, as they often do, and so they canceled it after two episodes. Um but it was one of these like little gold mines that gets passed around that people tell each other about. I've seen it, it is really good. Um I don't remember much of it, but John Void is in it. Uh and that and that mo- that show is about like a con man who's living two different lives mm-hmm. and awake is about a guy who uh he's in a car crash with his wife and his son and after the car crash when he when he wakes up his wife is alive his son is dead he he's a cop he, or he's a detective he has to solve these murders and then when he goes to sleep uh he instead of sleeping he wakes up again and his son is alive and his wife is dead and he's still a detective but he's got a different partner and he has to solve a different crime uh and he doesn't know which of the two worlds is the real one
0: um, Entertainment Weekly said it's a really good show.
2: It's it was really great. Um, the f- The first episode feels a little bit pitchy. Uh, like they 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 spend a lot of time explaining to you all of the little aspects of how, like all of the rules about how this works. You know, and there's not a lot of rules. It's just that they want to fill in all the gaps so you don't have any questions. So that they make sure you understand it. So that in the future, I assume they can do this every week. Um, but what's interesting about that is that in solving the or in in explaining those rules they're spending a lot of time on these characters and and sort of giving you little hints at what really fascinating questions the show is going to bring up in the future um it's i'm i'm excited to see the rest of it it's got Laura Allen in it who was one of the girlfriends from a show called Terriers a few years ago that got canceled and, and that Sherry show was Jones great from
0: 24 uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah sure president taylor oh okay um, She's a psychiatrist in one of them. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I
2: forgot her name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Meant with. to
0: watch that because it looked interesting. Yeah, it is pretty cool.
2: And what's interesting is that in the two different worlds, he's got two different psychiatrists, and there's a there's an interesting little bit where you realize like the the two d- different psychiatrists are telling him different things, and as such, are having their own conversation vicariously through him, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's really good, so you, you should check it out. And that's everything I watched.
1: Cool. We'll touch on my stuff real quick. Um, not much of note. Uh, AMC has been running the Godfather trilogy, but they've only shown one and two so far. So, like, they showed one and then two and then one again and then two again. So they're – I don't know why people hate three so much that
0: they <laughs> <laughs> – They just ignore they're
1: it? I think they're bundling into a Saturday marathon where, you know, huh. you know, I have don't to rem- watch the other two to watch the third one.
0: I don't remember the third one at all. I haven't seen two or three. Wow, there I right. know.
1: For conversation, uh, next I saw <laughs> the <laughs> documentary. Uh, like people love that movie, so like, what uh, what else is there to talk about?
2: Oh yeah, no, I am,
1: and I like them. They're good. They're really good. Like you know, something that's just uh, edited for TV and that I can just jump onto a network show like station and watch and capture. And, like holds my attention all evening. Like that's a special movie. So uh, then I watched the documentary Cropsy, which is about. Um, uh, like kids from the i, th- I think Staten Island um have been Staten Island Staten Island okay have been told this you know boogeyman tale of you know if you go into the woods or some uh cross oh. snatch you up and Yeah no I've heard about this and on Staten Island there used to be a big mental hospital uh that uh got closed down or whatever and uh it some would escape and roam in the forest or whatever um and there's like underground tunnels uh, that a bunch of uh, like homeless people and the mental patients would hang out in and stuff.
2: So, is it a documentary explaining how this might have actually been based in truth?
1: Sort of, because they start with the the tale, and then they go into focusing on one guy who was fingered uh, for the uh, kidnap, a couple of the kidnappings.
0: Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor choice of words, I know. <laughs> who was accused <laughs> of the kidnappings and uh. um. I think, uh, to I think he was a janitor at the mental hospital. This is what you so get
0: for being <laughs> part of that kidnapping. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> ah! That has a finger going up his ass. Uh, Anyways, uh, go ahead.
1: So, like, th- there's this one guy who's accused of the one uh, kidnapping, and eventually like, they find the body. And then he's uh, lumped in with the other, I think, six or seven kidnappings that have gone up. Op- over the, but they don't have any real concrete evidence he's just they they start to the- the documentary makes you suspicious that because um he's kind of weird that that's why you know uh police from that era just kind of used him to uh, just find somebody to get the public quieted down right. and not, like out hunting for blood so it's all pinned on this guy, and so for most of the documentary they kind of build up that you know, maybe he didn't do it, and there's should be a reason for him to you know be clear to the charges, but then halfway through that you start he starts to actually talk to the documentary people through like letter correspondence and like lawyers, and then you realize he's just screwing with them, so you're like, yeah, he probably did it <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's good, kind of seems like kind of a jerk, and you yeah you know there is a lot of evidence to su- also to support that it was him, but n- there's never a real conclusion reached. And uh, he eventually gets sentenced to stay in prison for even longer. Um, he's not hes not convicted of the murders. He's just convicted of being associated with them. And
2: how long ago was this?
1: Uh, it was like in the 70s, I think. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, no, the 80s, sorry. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Um, yeah, he got like 20 to life, and he's got like another 50 to life. now. So he's so. still alive
2: now, so he could be out there.
1: Well, he's in prison, so... Um, <laughs> we think... And also, like, I was just thinking, the, the documentary doesn't point this out, but there haven't been any kidnappings since he got put yeah. in jail. So, uh, of that nature, um, or at least they don't talk about them. Yeah. Like, they only focus on the ones during the time he was uh, incarcerated. So, um, Cool. Yeah, that was, it was, I, I heard about it on the uh, Tell Him Steve Day podcast. They were talking about, like, was it, you know, scary enough for you or were disturbing enough and because they're from that area right? it just seemed like an interesting uh, documentary to check out and it was, it was alright. The, cool. the fact that it, it leads you one way and then by the end you're just like oh it's probably what you thought all, all along and Yeah. there's no real conclusion. You're just like okay well that's over and it's short I think. Sort
2: of Zodiac-ish yeah. only not Zodiac. Except
0: so if you never find that. out who Zodiac is.
2: You know it's the brother oh, from Drew Carey's show. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, And then I watched Chasing Amy, um, which is another, uh, I guess, Kevin Smith's only real Oscar contender. Mm. Like that's his Mm. big Oscar bait movie. Like other than Red State, I guess.
0: Um, I'll trace it. It's funny chalk line around your dead fucking body. (laughs) That's
1: like one of my favorite lines from that. (laughs) 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 Um, And then I caught SWAT which is a old Colin Farrell Samuel L Jackson cop movie which i forgot has Jeremy it's Jeremy Renner in it it's great it's great basically being SWAT the same role that he's in and um uh what was it i just remembered it today and now i forgot it
2: Thor the town the town yes. <laughs> thank you yes yeah. we just talked about it earlier it's like yeah the, you're right the same
1: arc where like he's part of the team and then he breaks <laughs> off and then he orchestrates you know all the shit that happens afterwards and becomes the bad guy. I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I'm surprised I forgot it. The
2: entire premise of that movie is, is like five minutes in the dark Knight, though. Like the dark Knight adopts the purpose of that movie and then turns that into a, a tiny little plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still like that movie
1: which was SWAT or SWAT. yeah. well and yeah all, all three of the movies that we just talked about it's interesting because like when I saw it in the theater back in the day I was like this is gonna be stupid it and is then, it is stupid and then it's like yeah it's stupid but it's also kind of fun and then now I was like oh remember that stupid movie and then I started watching it and I'm like still sucked into it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: exactly so yeah it's just it's, it feels like a fun sort of 90s movie yeah. it just wasn't made in the 90s
1: so anyway that's what I watched and then yeah
0: cool Cool, so we saw The Lorax this week. Brad, should people go and watch The Lorax?
1: I know what Fox News is picking on this week. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it's worth seeing, especially if you're a child.
0: James? (laughs) No, even if you're a child, no, you shouldn't see this movie. I thought it was fun. I think you should go see it. Lori? I liked it. I thought it was adorable. There you go, here's the trailer.
3: Welcome to Sneedville, a city they say that was plastic and fake. And they liked it that way. No nature, no flowers, no one seemed to mind. But a secret was waiting for someone to find.
2: Oh, hi, Ted. Do you want to see something cool? Whoa. What are those? Trees. They used to grow all around here.
0: What I want more than anything is to see a real, living tree.
3: From the creators of Despicable Me... I've got to leave before I Whoa! No one ever leaves town! See what he's up to. ...comes the world of Dr. Seuss, as you've never seen it before.
0: Okay. So you want to know what happened to the trees? Well, I didn't think anyone still cared. Well, that's me, the guy who still cares. It all started a long time ago when I accidentally summoned a mystical creature as old as time itself, the Lorax.
2: Hey, oh. Oh. did you
0: chop down this tree? Oh. What's that? I think he did it. Huh? Mm. You need to change the way things are. I
1: won't let you down.
2: Ah! Mm. You got a beautiful town here, Ted. I can't think of any reason you'd ever want to go outside of town again.
3: Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot. Nothing is going to get better. It's not.
2: I think the Lorax meant for you to have this. The last seed. It's not about what it is. It's about what it can become. Bring it on, Teddy! <laughs>
0: ah! Ow! Ah! I can just kiss you right now.
3: Well, we don't have time for that.
1: I don't know. We have a little time.
2: Dr. Seuss's The Lorax.
3: So who invited the giant furry
2: peanut? I'll go right up your nose. Whoa. You wouldn't hit a woman. That's a woman?
0: So the best part of The Lorax is obviously Danny DeVito being The Lorax. Yeah. Oh, There's some lines that he delivers that is just classic DeVito when he says, Wait, garbage? And I just was laughing my ass off because it's how he says garbage just makes me laugh. But he's in like,
2: I, I feel like if you add all of his screen time together, it's maybe maybe 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not really in it that much. And he's a
0: top-billed actor, too.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I guess you're in. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, Ed Helms
2: is the other. Ed Helms is really the main character yeah. of the movie. Well, Ed I was in an interview
0: with him, and it's his favorite Dr. Seuss book, and his favorite character is the. Who? Ed, Ed Helms? Mm-hmm. Well, he the really one that. I, I think he oh, yeah. did a fine job, he's, too. He's not
1: sold as being the main character in the trailer. Like You think that Zac Efron's kid character is going to carry the movie, but no, it's Ed Helms.
2: Was, was he saying that his favorite character is the character he played, or mm-hmm. that the Lorax is his favorite character? Okay, because I actually really agree with that. Uh, because the character in the book, I think, is a much more subtle and interesting character than he is in this movie. Because mm-hmm. in this movie... He doesn't actually have any agency, right? He doesn't have as much agency in the things that are happening to the trees. Um, because basically, like, he invents the thneed, the thneed and then, um, you know, promises he won't cut down a tree. Spoilers. And then, of course, uh, he hires his family to come in and help him and they really do all of the work. Mm-hmm. And then there is this montage, like, all of the actual character change happens in this obnoxious musical montage um, and then all of a sudden he's a bad guy and in the book it's, it's much more fascinating than that because basically he is this sort of, you know, ambitious kind of money, money hungry kind of guy who's more concerned with how successful he can be than the trees and the and nature around him. And he doesn't learn the lesson while he's young. We only know that he's learned that lesson through him telling the story to this kid which is the bookends of of the of the book, the lorax, and so that character arc is really sort of subtle in the book it's It's maybe the most interesting character that that Dr Seuss ever wrote, like all of the other characters he wrote are fairly flat or just straight up children's books um children characters, you know um but this is one where we see this guy actually being filled with guilt, but he never really was able to do anything at the time. Whereas yeah. here, it just feels like they skip over all of the actual interesting stuff in, in order to have these crazy long and uninteresting action scenes of like him driving a motorcycle to this place or him driving a motorcycle to that place. Um, I um,
0: It wasn't a motorcycle. It's like a one wheel cycle. A monoped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A it's a scooter. scooter yeah, time. sure, scooter. I'm just being a butthead. but uh, No, but you know what yeah, yeah, you hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I actually thought the movie looked really good. I thought it was beautifully animated, actually. Oh, absolutely. And, um, it, I think it's, of all of the Dr. Seuss animation,
2: or movies, I think it looks the most like Dr. Seuss art. Um, yeah. And actually, like, one of the things in the first little montage at the beginning, I, I realized, like, this, it, it made it feel, it made all, of, like, the Dr. Seuss architecture and stuff like that feel like, Actual usable architecture, you know, like the sto- the stairs on the outside, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that felt very Dr. Seuss. Um, but
0: yeah, there's a couple parts. So I really laughed in it. I can't remember them off the top of my head, I but. Like the little uh, pipsqueak thing was always kind of funny. I,
1: I noticed we were but, laughing at more of the darker humor, like when yeah. the kids are getting uh, speared. Well, well, with oh, or, yeah.
2: well. Or, or 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 just the the like the. Sm- I feel like every time that we laughed out loud was times when no one else was laughing. Yeah. yeah. Especially the obnoxious. There were a lot of obnoxious people in our theater, but. was there um, jokes like when Ed, like
1: the, uh, the Wensler's mom is uh, you know says I. I've always been proud of you. He's like, no, actually, you said that I was going to fail, and it really <laughs> affected me like my whole
3: life, so thanks for that. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: or some of it was just, you know, like um, when when the Lorax is talking about, you know, didn't you see all the lightning and the thunder and all of that? And he's like, no, I didn't see that. And he's like, oh, well, okay. And he's like, didn't happen. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jokes like that that were really good, fun, at Helms jokes. Um those are the ones that I thought were funny. And then the things that the things that they were just like throwing at the screen, like the fish, I was just like, oh, Yeah, this is just you trying to put flashy stuff on there for kids and it's not Hang
0: on a second, Laura wants to say something about the fish. I love the fish. I thought they were precious and I loved that their voices were the same kind of voices in that Rayman video that you play sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Weren't uh, they the like the voices of all the animals collectively were pretty much the the the, um, the minions from Despicable Me. Yeah, well, like I there play, were even yeah. t- times in the background where I was like, oh yeah, this is just the minions again. Like, you you found that note and now you're gonna hit it to death.
0: Yeah, there's a a level in Rayman Origins where you're swimming in the ocean and it's just a bunch of fish going la 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 la. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally the same thing. Yeah, no, they did that, and
2: every time they did it, I was like, oh yeah, you didn't try it at all. Like all the songs in this movie are. They came up with one line that was the most direct way to say, like, I'm not really a bad person, am I? I'm not a bad person at all. And then they just repeated that line over and over again as the song. And I'm like, wait, this is not, this is not a musical. This is just you singing one line over and over again. Like, I, uh, the, all of the musical elements, every time they started singing, I would just <laughs>
0: cringe like, oh, you're going to stop trying again. James is really dominating this podcast about how much he hates The Lorax. Yeah. Well, I have we'll a lot of evidence. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this he's What part to, did you he's like? A,
1: he's able to form his opinions faster and more concisely than
0: Well,
2: by, there by was, rambling and there was <laughs> a lot of downtime in the movie where I could think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like it, I haven't read the book in a long time. All I remember is it being really weighty and having like the most effect on me uh, reading a Dr. Seuss book, like you know, I as a kid, I'd be like, "Oh man, you know, we shouldn't damage our resources and yeah. flush away our, you know, mm-hmm. our ecosystem." Um, yeah. But uh, like th- the, the reason I say like this movie's worth going seeing is it, it still has a really good message, but it's everything outside of the original source material that just totally makes me want to tune out. Like yeah, it's there's parts when it, you know, when the Lorax is on, Lorax is on the screen and the message is going, it's great, but then they try to stretch out the. That's another thing with the Dr. Seuss m- extended movies. They s- have such a difficulty stretching out the material that it's just littered with garbage in between yeah. all these places. So. Well, they
0: have to – yeah, they pad it big time with, you know, the yeah. songs and the action and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: There's stuff that's just, like, spastic for no good reason other than, like, yeah, we don't know what to do, so let's just try to s- grab your attention with this. And I'm then gonna... here, let's make something loud so that you're still invested in, like, your attention. And it's just, like – Here's really some, turns me out. Like, here's
2: something cute with big eyes.
0: Like, aren't you entertained? Yeah. I am. is. But no, I mean, uh, to me, what the most important thing with these animated movies is um, that they're enjoyable. And I really th- I thought the movie was enjoyable. I mean, yeah, sometimes it feels like you're padding the story. But, I mean, the, the whole... Um, every time the little Ted boy came back to the Wansler's house, I always thought it was a really fun time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, because you're not even seeing... Um, it's a tribute to Ed Helms as a a voice actor as you don't really see him act when he's the old um Wensler but he still has a great does a great job conveying the emotion and um again I th- I thought the movie looked beautiful. Yeah, um, I think
2: I think the relationship between Ted and the Wensler in in that scene is actually really good. Um Yeah, you know um or in that in that in that scene, in that setting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz they, yeah, they do exactly, more than one because, scene there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, it's it's important, and I you know I thought it was fun, and even um, you know Ted's home life with his grandma. Her, his grandma was really cool, like she knew how to get rid of the mom who's overbearing and obnoxious. And
1: which, by the way, why does his mom have a different accent than everyone else in the family? <sighs>
2: Because they don't know how to Betty cast... White
1: doesn't have a <laughs> <laughs> Jewish mother accent.
2: Because, because nobody knows how to cast good voice actors anymore. They
0: just and cast... And the kid's
1: not really self-loathing, so I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> What's going on? Ah. There? It just feels like
1: the voice actor, like, yeah, we need you to be entertaining. So, oh, I have this voice I do, and I'm going to add it to the movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, just, I I just feel like they water down a lot of that message with all of the other junk, and then when they do the message, they are so on the nose with it, and they're so firm with it, that it's it's just lazy, uh, too much. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a dynamic idea. I feel like idea. when they're,
1: it, they're sitting there going like, yeah, well, we need to pad this, you know, and yeah, throw this musical number in, because they're kids, they're not going to care. It's all flashy and, you know, fun, so it's just yeah. it doesn't matter, but it's like Pixar has proven time and time again that you can entertain kids with a full, you know, deep story, you
2: know? Yeah. If you try at all in telling the story, musical numbers, kids will be entertained by that. Yeah. You don't have to do all this flashy SpongeBob SquarePants family guy bullshit. of just like, well, we'll just throw random shit in there. And if we do enough, you'll say it's okay. Um, It's just, it's annoying.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I thought it was a fun movie.
1: I, I thought it was too. Like I enjoyed the characters, like all the, the woodland characters. Like they were really entertaining. Yeah. For being like not integral to the original story, but yeah, those musical yeah. numbers
0: and but, like the action. I mean, car so, sometimes and, is the O'Hare guy even in the, the whole original story? No, 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 no. no, that's, no, no, no that's all, no, all that's, new and, that's made added up. In.
2: and he was so. so he was so a character ripped out of Despicable Me and just dropped in there. Like, hey, <laughs> hey look how wacky! I love some
0: of the visual stuff. I mean, when he was walking into his limo, his, yes. yeah, his that henchmen would move their hands like he was walking up. Is really funny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the uh, the bear that was inside the refrigerator just like, yes, forging himself eating, on butter, eating
2: the butter and was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was well, be, because the the sound the sound <laughs> of it oh, was just great. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing. Like, if the whole movie were those scenes, but it's not. It's you know, 10 minutes of floating down the river. Oh, no, where'd this waterfall come from? Oh, well, it came from every other movie with a river in it. Yeah, like,
1: when someone's floating down
2: one. Yeah. Three times it falls. I wanted I wanted the bear to say that, the fat bear. <laughs> Suddenly voiced by John Hurt. And then there'd be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke about the crystal skulls, Brad. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> anyway. Keep
1: trying, James. I will... If, I'll give you $300 if you make me laugh and then 200 if you don't.
2: Didn't I already make you laugh once? You're laughing now. I just no. won $300. No, Ryan made me laugh. No, you were laughing. No, 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 no. We'll roll the tape back. Anyway. This is less entertaining I'll than this. L- this is even less entertaining than
0: Lorax. <laughs> ah. Oh, hey yo. The guy's... We put and, that out there, and the guys who made the Lorax are like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear what these guys say about my movie. <laughs> Why they like it." And I think that the story of
2: Ted going out to see the Onceler for a girl takes a lot away from his character and that whole interaction. Like, yeah, but suddenly, he, suddenly, but I, I feel like he's not. No, it's not. Like, in, in, in the book, he that just that he just goes to the to the because he wants to know himself. Yeah, um, and. For one thing, that is more interesting than, than him doing it for a girl. But then by the end, it, it doesn't feel as as genuine. It doesn't actually feel like he, he learned something. It feels like the main character learned something, and then this See, kid I, has to... Actually,
0: I, 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 I actually disagree with you. I think that he went out there for the girl, but then he learned that um, some things are more important, and that is planting the tree in the fake world. And then you get everything you want.
2: I, I guess so, but I I, I think it feels like forced you're
0: just you're just cold and heartless. Sure. That's what it is. I hate cute things. I know it's Especially really, when they're forced. It's really crazy. I do anything for my girl. <laughs> hey, I give you tickets so you and your friends go see Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Why do I have to see Kelly Clarkson? Uh um, I don't have any twinkies to give as her. As long about. as I
2: don't have to see Taylor Swift, I'll be alright. Because she was in this movie. She was. I
1: didn't mind her. Yeah. <laughs> no, she wasn't bad. A shit on <laughs> yeah. Kanye already did that. Oh, <laughs> hey. Oh, that
2: was good. That was really good. Uh,
1: James, I'm going to let you finish. James, <laughs> I'm going to let you finish.
2: <laughs> Kanye had the best energy. That would have worked better if he was talking. <laughs> Uh anyway. which, what's funny is ninety five percent of the time you could have just said no, that James, and it would have no, been great. James, there you go. I'll you there finish. you go. <laughs> i let you finish.
0: Unless
1: you finish. <laughs> <laughs> Lorax is the best animated movie ever.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you should have won that award. Even though you're joking, I still want to hate you. <laughs> um, anyways, hey, stay tuned, real nerds listeners, because James is gonna go bye bye, but me and Brad will be back in however fast Brad edits this with our review of Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. This will be the best rated section of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, man, right? Anyways, we just got done seeing Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie, me and Brad. Say hello, Brad. What did we just watch? I said Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie.
1: Uh, I was joking. Like, what did we just watch? Oh, yeah. Oh, I get (laughs) what you're
0: saying. Yeah, totally. Um, Wow. Wow, yeah. uh, What a weird movie. Very weird. So, Brad, should people go see Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie? I
1: think yes, if you're already a Tim and Eric fan. (laughs) I don't know if you... Well, I guess I didn't. I wasn't a big fan to begin with. Yeah, I've I, never I seen liked anythi- it, so I've
0: never seen anything they've done. Ever. Yeah,
1: I, I watched some of the Awesome Job Show, but not a ton to make me like a hardcore fan. And I went to this kind of blind, so yeah, and um, I liked it. So
0: I think people should go see it because I want to see more movies like it. I'm not necessarily uh, another Tim and Eric movie, um, but these kind of weird comedies it's just ridiculous yeah anyways uh when you hear the trailer i don't know it'll give you a good sense of what's going on so uh cue up the trailer there bradley come on down to the grand reopening of the swallow valley mall i'll be there my best friend tim heidecker will be there you'll like what you see Ooh, you're gonna like the fake trees Ooh, you're gonna like all our new stores Ooh, you're gonna like meeting my new son jeffrey
1: i'm gonna murder myself if you don't come down to my new fucking mall uh-
2: Come on down to the grand reopening of the Swallow Valley Mall. My dad told me this is the coolest mall ever. You think you know more than my dad? Don't fucking
0: come, then. It's the grand reopening of the Swallow Valley Mall. It's just off Route 35, right here in historic Swallow Valley.
2: In 2012. I've been meaning to tell you this all night, but I love you, man. I love our friendship.
0: Thank you. I honor you, and I honor our friendship, and I honor our love.
2: Two of America's most celebrated icons.
3: Hi, I am Eric Wareheim.
0: And I'm Tim Heidecker.
3: Motherfucking Tim and Eric. Oh, yeah! Present a motion picture so epic... I want to eat the fucking heart! Yeah! Yes! Yes! It will leave you in shock. Breathe. It's got romance. I want to go deep inside you and explode in your canal. Shh! It's got action. Where are your sons? It's got sex. It's got special effects. (laughs) It's got stars. Oh, how nice! Hi, hi, hi. I'm Chef Goldblum. Tacos! Fuck you! You shit! It's got shrimp. shrimp.
0: the shrimp! look at Shrimp! Sounds like shrimp.
3: Laugh. Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. That's it. That's our movie. I paid a billion dollars
0: for that piece of shit.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: If you got what the movie's about from that trailer, you're better off than I am. Because I remember uh, maybe two months ago, they released a Red Man trailer for it on IGN.com. And I watched it and I um, laughed my ass off. And I, I was just watching it and I said, this is the weirdest looking movie I've ever seen. And uh, I'm a big fan of those kind of movies. I'm a big fan of the MacGrubers and uh, Hot Shots. But this one is in a different level altogether because um, it's so bizarre that I I can't even describe it to you. I couldn't even tell you. um,
1: It's off the wall bonkers.
0: Yeah, it's because it's just so. fuck. I I mean, the story is, is they they wasted a billion dollars on a three minute movie and they wasted all the money because they basically pampered themselves and. Yeah, they got spent it. the
1: money on themselves instead of the actual production.
0: <laughs> and they got Johnny Depp to be in the movie, but then they found out it was just a Johnny Depp impersonator.
1: <laughs> oh my! I can. They they bought the character a uh, suit made out of diamonds, like a billion dollars worth of diamonds, and <laughs> yeah. got themselves their own makeovers. And um, yeah,
0: what else did they waste the money on? Um, Zach Galifianakis's character is. Oh uh, yeah, they
1: gave him a five hundred thousand like dollar a week salary. Yeah. Is he some uh, to Jim, just be Jim inspirational?
0: John? Is it their like spiritual leader, and so it's their uh, attempt to get pay back a billion dollars in the contract they signed. Yeah, Um, and so they decide.
1: uh, Yeah, the contract held them personally responsible for the billion dollars. (laughs) Like a rare move. So the studio. uh,
0: They decided to um, go after they saw this commercial in a bathroom. Go to a mall ran by Will Ferrell and Swallow Valley, and uh, he said, "I'll guarantee you'll make a fucking billion dollars in this mall." And they go to the mall and they turn out, obviously it's a scam, but uh, they try to make the best of it and I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. It's
1: They interact with all the different shop owners yeah. and
0: Will Forte, John C. Riley.
1: Yeah. Will Forte runs a, a sword shop. Yeah. Which you um, should find
0: uh, his commercial for that sword shop online. It's hilarious. Um, there's a toilet pa-
1: used toilet paper salesman. Yeah.
0: Uh, that uh,
1: The one chick runs a balloon kiosk.
0: <laughs> that of celebrity lookalike balloons or something. Yeah you can't uh watching this movie an adult store yeah that nobody seems to be running did you notice that yeah it's always open but there's nobody in there yeah. um I, I can't there's
1: a restaurant that just sells bread, bread meals is that
0: inside the mall or is that outside the mall i
1: think it was inside
0: was it what was it what was the name of it uh incredible incredible in- in- <laughs> yeah And everything's made out of bread. Even the forks are made out of bread. We're senior trying to tell you this movie, and I can't even tell you Jeff Goldblum's in it, but his name's Chef Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) Or Chef Chef Goldblum. Goldblum. Watching this movie, and we went and saw it at, uh, you know, the landmark Mayan, which is, you know, usually an independent movie, because this is an independent movie. It's made by Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's kind of website they run. And... uh, yeah, it was it was bizarre because me and Brad were... I want to say we were the youngest people in that theater. And uh, watching it, I think we were the only ones laughing at it.
1: I don't know why those other people were there. Like, they liked yeah. the gun scene. Yeah, we were... We'll I think. noticed that, but well, we won else... We
0: won't spoil that one because that's the funniest part of the movie. But uh, but you know what I mean? We were there and we were laughing and no one else was laughing at that movie. And I don't know if they didn't get it or... um,
1: Like, you'd think at 12... 30 in the the middle of the day (laughs) that people going to that movie would be fans of the show. Yeah. But it seemed like these were people who just walked in like,
0: Hey, what's this Tim and Eric movie? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're on a poster riding a wolf. It looks adorable. And the wolf is in the movie. (laughs) Hilariously. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: It's yeah. The movie is littered with like, it's um, like surrounded in meta humor. So it's like a movie within a movie the characters will break the fourth wall and all the time all the time and there'll be these programs in between like the their tv show of like these really horrible infomercials and uh
0: but in this one they had like know your help commercials <laughs> yeah know yeah. your movie yeah. where they it's the meta humor where something happens in the movie then they'd cut to these really awkward scenes with yeah. these two old guys and they try to explain <laughs> the movie to you it,
1: dealing with conflict, or... Yeah.
0: What was the other one? I forgot. I don't know. It's it about how he took a bigger bite of the apple and he didn't try as hard. Conflict heart. resolution, conflict yeah. Conflict resolution. It don't, you, you can't... Now, as I was saying it earlier, the movie has so many things going on at once. If you don't think something's funny for five minutes, you'll laugh at... Well, I did. I laughed at something probably every five minutes or so because it was just so bizarre. And did you notice that they would always have these cuts where it'd be like schizo, where... It cut and the guy would be like <laughs> and then it,
1: yeah for, that's uh, like the show you know um, they'll hang on something that just looks odd or weird yeah
0: and that's what i noticed too in the movie is they would have these weird cuts where the character would be saying something and then it'd go to like uh, a reaction cut of another character and it would stay on that character for an abnormal amount of time and then the character would look at the camera and then shake their head it was i can't even tell you how bizarre this movie was
1: if you like weird films, this is for you.
0: Yeah, but in, like, a good way. Like, I love comedies like this where, I, I don't know, you know, I, I like these kind of movies like McGruber and stuff, and, I mean, MacGruber had a way more cohesive plot. And, yeah. Um, point A to point B, but this one is, I, again, I can't even tell you exactly what kind of movie it is. It's a comedy, but, I mean, in one scene, when he goes to the used uh, toilet paper shop he steals the guy's son and yeah it, like just steals him <laughs> and opens his mouth like he's checking a horse and makes him walk around in a circle it's
1: like he's trying him out
0: yeah it's bizarre but they also had that uh whole montage of them running and two horses running with them and they ran what like a thousand miles to this place
1: yeah they were from like hollywood to like oklahoma or something <laughs> yeah it's
0: bizarre just running Really, unusually, yeah. And I was reading the credits at the end; they wrote all the songs in it, yeah, <laughs> like the horses running song, and but the it was like a movie rap. within a movie with another movie. Because at the end, you know, they had that wrap up, and then it went to a another part where they're wrapping up the movie again.
1: I I don't know. <laughs> like they spent a billion dollars on the three minute movie, and then mm-hmm. made him yeah. Then they made another,
0: another movie that premiered that's with... better. With, I didn't think the Steven Spielberg guy was very good, though. Well, the fakes. Yeah, the fake Steven Spielberg. Like the yeah. fake Johnny Depp, I thought, looked pretty close to Johnny Depp. He didn't sound like him at all, but <laughs> the Spielberg. Hmm.
1: And there's tons of. Uh, like good actors oh yeah uh, Robert Loggia is
0: yeah is like the super villain and wasn't it who, who's his henchman he's like the bad guy in all these 80s movies William Atherton yeah like he's the reporter in die in die hard movies In die hard and he's is he the bad guy in um Ghostbusters Ghostbusters I yeah. think so yeah, yeah he's the uh, mayor no he's not the mayor he's the mayor deputy mayor, yeah. mayor and he shuts down the system yeah so he's the bad guy in all these 80s movies yeah and he was in it and then they beat up their moms and cut off their fingers trying to find out where they're at. Yeah. Like, literally, elderly woman abuse in this movie. But hey, if you think that's the worst part, nope.
1: <laughs> nope. There's way more shocking stuff yeah. littered there throughout. Is.
0: And I, I was telling Brad, I was reading reviews, uh, that they said this was one of the most shocking movies people have seen. I mean, it was some shocking parts, but it wasn't the most shocking one I've seen. And I don't know if it's because I've seen Hobo with a Shotgun <laughs> and things like that. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, Sh-
1: That's more violent, I guess. This one's like, you know... I guess Eric just... sits in a tub and gets shit on by four kids and uh, gets his penis <laughs> pierced.
0: <laughs> yeah, that they show.
1: Yeah, it's not censored at all. <laughs>
0: not censored. I, I, I mean, guess. it's a fake one, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, but um, yeah, I guess I don't know if I'm desensitized by all the shit I watch. Um, but I will say, I, I did laugh a lot in this movie, and I did have fun in the movie. So yeah, I, I mean, have,
1: it's still tons of fun. But I've a, got a disturbed sense of humor anyway. So <laughs> yeah, me
0: too. And I mean, there's just goofy parts. And I said breaking the fourth wall all the time, looking at the camera and doing these really uh, like when they explained a joke and how they're going to make it in the movie and it wasn't made in the movie because they said this is a theatrical movie.
1: Yeah, they're basically explaining like they're writing the script. And then (laughs) there's like that 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 kind of that's what she said type of joke. Like it just had to be inserted and like Mm -hmm. no one could resist not saying it.
0: And they and he talks for, I don't know, maybe a minute about how they're trying to do it. Then all of a sudden it cuts right back into the movie. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think people should... Well, Without
1: spoiling all the other great stuff. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to
0: watch it because, I mean, we wouldn't do it justice at all. Yeah. Because that kind of humor is really specific. And, um, yeah, I mean, those guys obviously have fun doing what they're doing because... you. I don't know. Now I'm kind of curious to watch a show. I don't know if it's streaming or not. I might uh, check it out because it's so bizarre.
1: It's funny. Like the only other full episode I've seen is um, one where Tim, like the Tim and Eric, they each have their own um, families. They go to this park, and Tim's is uh, like the rich family, and then Eric's is the poor family. And then they uh, Tim act, his family kind of acts like businessmen. Like all the kids have. Technical gadgets and all having fun, like the rich way. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up, um, like absorbing Eric's family, like Eric's kids. <laughs> so, like, there's this running theme with like Tim stealing people's kids. <laughs> oh, really? I, I didn't know that. After watching this, I... so
0: now it's now you know it's like uh his thing. Well, you know, I, I, you made me remind me, when, you know, those two guys have this weird chemistry that whole scene where they're getting rid of their Hollywood look yeah. and they would cut off uh, each hair. other and... they'd shave each other, but kiss each other at the yeah. same, <laughs> everything they cut off or took, off... it was bizarre. And, and those are parts I was laughing at that nobody else was laughing at. And people must've thought me and you were crazy in this movie or something, but whatever. I don't give a shit.
1: Or there'd be like subtitles on the screen that <laughs> yeah. no one was laughing at, but we were, yeah, because...
0: or what did he say in Spanish? And then it went on for like two extra. Like, and he wasn't saying anything. Yeah, but the subtitles are still going. Subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Like I respect you as a man and Dubis, Dobis. No, it's Dobis. Yeah. P. R.
1: <laughs> it's a sign, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, a sign in the sky. Uh,
0: yeah. Anyways, um, I had fun. I man, should go see it. Yep. Unless you're a mom, I would not show this movie to my mother. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I was thinking, when are is our kids going to see a movie that they, you know, twenty five. <laughs> what are you years, watching? <laughs> twenty five <laughs> years from now, they have a podcast and they say, "I want to show my dad this movie. He's a square." <laughs> I hope my kids never think that about me. Will they even say that people are a square <laughs> in the future? I don't know that's <laughs> so nineteen fifties. I'm not even that old.
1: I'll call you a douchebag.
0: Yeah, I'd be a douchebag. Yeah. No son, I was
1: a nerd just like you. <laughs> An or yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. So anyways, that was me and Brad's own review without James. Sorry you didn't get to see it, James. Yeah, sorry, James.
2: Man, that sounds really interesting. I actually want to go see
0: that movie now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, James, for coming by to give us that quick (laughs) two-second review. (laughs) Um, You can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds. You can also like us on Facebook, real nerds podcast. You can email me, real nerds at gmail.com. Hey, we write some pretty funny blogs at... RealNerds.tumblr.com. You do. I mean, I, we do.
1: And now you can comment on them. You can, because... You don't have to send us an email. You can put your thoughts right there with the article. And we'd
0: really appreciate that, please. Until then... Twitter? I already said Twitter. That's the first thing I said. But make you are, sure you, you are listening to the show, and you don't even listen to what I say. Make sure you turn in, tune in next week to find out whether or not we all three got Comic-Con tickets. Oh, yeah. Let us know. We'll let you know if we get Comic-Con tickets. And next week, we are seeing... John Carter John Carter of Mars yes it should have that name (laughs) Um, you you know what Uh, it should be fun yeah fingers crossed there's not very many confederate war heroes left (laughs) (laughs) thanks Uh, bye bye